Welcome to the Triple Confirmed Podcast, where we discuss Bitcoin price talk, trading ideas, and much, much more. I am your host, The Baked Potato, a five-year crypto analyst and crypto YouTuber. Today's date is October 19th. This is episode 116. And what a wonderful Wednesday it is of complete sideways consolidation action. Literally, nothing happening but chop and more chop. So with that being said, my friends, there isn't a whole ton to talk about today. As we were discussing before the session started, you know, really like my total ideal idea of this thing is still in the same direction. I'm still thinking that we're going to more than likely continue to build support at these levels and push into the next uh, mid-level range to the upside position over the next, hopefully, say, week to two weeks. But obviously, things are chopping back and forth, uh, changing within every other day. So it is hard to give a confirmed answer for everything that's happening right now. Taking a look at our mid-macros, we don't really need to take a look at our weekly because nothing's really changed on those time frames. Taking a look at four-day and daily, I think, is the most important right now because we do have a four-day close coming up in four hours. Daily obviously closes every day. So uh, with those four-day time frames on Bitcoin and ETH as of right now, we are looking at potentially a bullish hammer candle. Ethereum's money flow is tickling the brink of the zero line. And we are still potentially going to get a green dot on both assets here. So some good stuff. I mean, obviously, volatility and volume has not really started to come in yet. But studies out online right now saying that smart money is starting to continue to pile back into the space. So, you know, I believe that we're very, very close to the end of this consolidation, if not pushing into maybe November before we see anything dramatic happening. Do I think that, you know, the US 10 and the Dixie will continue to spike up? More than likely not, unless, you know, much more bad news comes out, yada, 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 economy news continuing to be bad coming out in the next couple months. Really, we should just continue to see this topping over. And, and you know, traditionals always take this extra long amount of time when they're at pivotal points in the markets. Like the S&P can sometimes go sideways for, you know, one month, two months, three months, even though you've had a signal for the entirety of the time. So really, yeah, I just like nothing in the general perspective of what we're thinking has changed. We haven't gone completely bearish yet. We haven't invalidated some of our bullish stuff. Coming over to the S&P, we're actually looking much more bullish than Bitcoin in the daily time frame and midweek time frames as well. Um, a very clear bullish divergence with the last two bottoms. We did get triple confirmation on yesterday's close. Today we had a bit of a setback, but overall money flow, Liberator, and Wolfpack are all diverging and pointing to the upside. So really Bitcoin yesterday... You know, I, I believe it really only came back just because it continues to range in these levels. We really didn't see the S&P push back like we did Bitcoin and ETH yesterday back to the bottom of the range. If we had, you know, S&P would have been trading back towards uh, 3580 or 3600, right? Our key level, critical level support. And we're still sitting about 100 points higher than we were two days ago when we were sitting at that low on Monday. As far as everything else goes, 
altcoins and such in total three, continuing to show signs of ranging in these levels in our midterm four hour charts. We are sitting right at the bottom of the range at the moment on the four hour for the total three. And daily, not looking so great on the total three, unfortunately, potentially rejecting off the zero line, money flow pointing down, and a red dot. So again, mixed signals. I wouldn't take every anything with a you know more than a grain of salt right now, just because we're just you know anytime you consolidate for this long, um, the uncertainty continues to rise within the majority of traders. A member of our Discord joining us for the podcast today, uh, Chris Goldstein. He has spoken here before, my friends. He is a very respected and well-off trader in our group, and I'd like to hand the floor over to him to maybe get a different perspective than from what I've just given you guys. So. Yeah, welcome, Chris. Hey, thanks for having me. And like always, thank you for your information. Like you said, not a lot of things uh, changed in the past two days. I had high hopes, like bullish hopes. Um, just from a TC perspective, we nearly had a daily TC up. But uh, yesterday, the buy signal became invalid during the day. And potentially, we could see a 12-hour TC down at this daily close. So at the moment, the 12-hour TC is our biggest long time frame. I believe it came last week, Thursday or Friday. And um, that's the point where I've taken a long entry. But if it TCs down, I, I will become much more bearish. And also one more thing is we had a lot of bullish developments in the last days and weeks, a lot of bullish setups, madness setups, TC madness setups. And the thing is, even when we had these bullish convergences, like 4-hour, 12-hour, like they already played out, that these time frames TC'd back down already. The market structure wasn't unable to change into something bullish. We're still in a bearish market structure. We're still consolidating on support which isn't bullish so i really like to see higher prices and i mean we still have the chance to to turn things around to get um, TC, tcs to the upside to get a daily tc at some point but i think for the moment it's not looking great we can consolidate much much longer but i I think at this stage, it really it, it really isn't looking great. And um, to become much more bullish, we need either a daily TC or a change in market structure. But I guess these two things will come hand in hand. Yeah, I absolutely agree. I think that this may just be a uh, strategy of the smart money and the market makers that they're essentially sweating out dumb money and retailers. Because, you know, the amount of volume we saw on Monday when it tried to break down of uh, last... Was it last week? Yeah, it was the 13th. So Thursday, obviously, we had a very strong push to the downside. It was bought up very quickly. So if anything, you know, we may have the absolutely the same uh, buy pressure in that level every time that we dip down there. But they just may want to, you know, they want to lick their lips. They want to fill their bags at a bit better, you know, obviously the best price that they can. You know, even though if we are sitting at a bottom and they know that, you know, they still want to get the the scrape the bottom of the barrel um, before things actually turn around. And I think that may be just the situation that we're looking at here that potentially, you know, they're just going to continue to sit on the sideline, have their limit orders ready to go and just sweat, sweat out everyone else, you know, 
because I think retailers are kind of, you know, freaking out. Oh, it's going up, it's going down, I don't know what to do. And the smart money's just sitting on their hands like, oh, it'll come back, it'll come back down. I'll fill my orders. It's no problem. I can wait another week, you know, because the smart money's not affected. They don't care how long it takes. They just know that once it works out, it works out. Yeah, man, for sure. At this point, just retail traders are getting chopped up over weeks and months already, um, losing a lot of money. And then when the real move appears, like always, they won't have uh, money to make some nice profits. Exactly. Yeah, also, I have taken a look at exit charts today, and uh, we can see that above this um, this whole range, this whole consolidation range, uh, phase, there are a lot of longs building. Longs are increasing the whole time until today, and shorts aren't. Like, shorts aren't very interested. And yeah, that's personally worrying me. Like, we're having increasing longs, but uh, we don't see higher prices. You know, right now we're just keeping bearish market structure, and uh, the consolidation on support is just getting bigger and stronger. Um, so yeah, unfortunately, we just have bearish things, in my opinion. Uh, even from a market maker perspective, it would make a lot of sense to. To liquidate all these longs or stop a lot of people out just to give us some lower prices first and maybe we can uh, build up um, bullish things over there at lower prices to get some more upside yeah i definitely i definitely could see that happening for sure the only thing that i'm thinking also in the back of my mind is that the puts on the stock market and across every uh asset on the traditionals, you know, is is really, really high right now. And I just don't know if they're going to give them another opportunity on the S&P. Because if the S&P does play off of this bullish divergence, I think that it's going to be a while before we would see a converging wave to give some relief, at least on that chart per se, which would, you know, roll over into the crypto space. I think like if S&P continues to make moves to the upside, Bitcoin at some point or another is just going to give up on trying to break down from this level, you know, but again, it, it really just, it, it's, it's such a weird situation because the S&P is still, you know, sitting a hundred points higher. Um, the US 10 is 0.13% over the 4% right now. And the Dixie's back at 113 almost. So those two charts have come up in the last two days where the S&P is still sitting higher than it was two days ago, you know, so that's coming up. It's not coming. The S&P is not coming back down. Bitcoin, obviously, still sitting in the range and got projected off of 19.5600 yesterday again. And we just continue to tap into 19.1900. So it's it's just a strange situation. And like I said, I think it just has to do with a lot of uncertainty. You know, every YouTuber one day they're saying, "Oh, it's the breakout. We're going to mo the moon." And the next day they're like, "Oh, bear trend. Get out while you can." You know, there's there's no certainty right now. No one has like full on confirmation of, of which direction we're going to go. But this is this is the time to be, you know, positioned and ready when something does happen. Again, I don't care which way it goes because I'm in both directions. And I'll you know, I'll be ready to jump on that opportunity once it truly shows itself. And we we may get some sort of spike down, uh, just as we did on the thirteenth. Right, a quick spike down within a couple hours, retesting into those levels. If it's bought up again, just as fast as it was on that day, you know, 
I would be expecting some sort of break up from there fairly soon after. Pio is saying in our chat that the uh, the next CPI is only three weeks away. Then rate rise decision. I expect it to drop. Can we squeeze out till then? Interesting idea, for sure. Was it always the case, Pio, that we've you know every month we have uh, a CPI report? Has it has it like it, maybe this is a dumb question, but has, you know has it always been like that? No, and I wish I'd paid attention to it sooner because I think the smart money sold off the massive increase in CPI last, I think it was October or September. Um, I think, well, I'll find a chart to show people, but essentially CPI flashed upwards by like 3 or 4% in September or October last year. And you know there was still time for market participants to get out in November. But it has been really driving the market. Uh, yeah, it comes out every month. It, it just It's just usually boring. Honestly, it's been boring for years. It's just that, um, yeah, last year, this time last year, essentially when it just surprised everybody after a decade of low inflation uh, and flashed, I think, um, it's going off the top of my head now, but I think it went from like 2.2 to like 5 point something. And the big money, I believe, would have started selling then. People who would have been through multiple market cycles, you know, probably old people. <laughs> um, right. So don't be hard on yourselves, because that's what I'm saying to myself. So I'll be hard on myself. But I certainly will be keeping an eye on it. Just like the Dixie. It didn't matter for a long time, guys. You know, And then it became really important, because it moved so much um, of historical averages. So yeah, it's every month, and this month we didn't have a rate rise decision, so that is happening next month, when the CPI also for this month will be reported. And uh, last week on the 13th, you know, the, the market kind of reacted, I think, fairly. It looked like, you know, it's gonna, inflation is, is possibly topping out. As discussed on Monday, it was really sheltered ahead of them um, last month energy and some other things dropped so if you you know the, the chart that i just posted in sessions chat is just mm-hmm. one of uh, 50 i can post now to show hey look all the stuff that went up like five to ten x for the two years of covid have already kind of come back to baseline you know why can it's, it's a deeper discussion demand destruction you know supply chains working themselves out etc 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 but it was like a lot of different waves lined up at once for a specific period of time and um, they are lagging indicators so it's just for me it's a matter of when will these start to show up in the headline cpi number and that can certainly be the signal to the market hey guys but as you were saying earlier um and chris as well was saying this such a strong level although the amount of lungs building up is worrying him absolutely like we did this last year in june you know, a final dip then, and then it ripped, you know. So, yeah, in such a liquid market, we have three weeks until, like, the Fed can start signaling stuff again and the market can start reading into it, in a, you know, in an energetic manner. And why wouldn't there be a manipulated fake-out, wipe out the lungs, use that rocket fuel? Um, yeah, Pew, would make a lot of sense. Wipe out these lungs. <laughs> get some fuel and then see some more upside just be so bitcoin you know <laughs> yeah typical bitcoin thing yeah, i remember when it happened last year that the final rip after the the second 
um, all-time high, the 66k, it kind of fell off a cliff and then boom. Yeah, it's been crazy. Yeah. Like, it's just very crypto. I think it happened a couple of weeks ago, guys. Remember, 89 looked like a really strong level. All these longs started building up and then over a weekend, kind of rinsed them. So, yeah, between now and when BradFi, which like Bitcoin is just so correlated to right now, so we're not going to have an opportunity, hopefully, if inflation is topping. You know, there's a lot of uh, fuckery to be had, I believe. Um, and interestingly, actually, something to add. It to strengthen the bull case, uh, Tesla earnings just happened. A slightly beat guidance, which is, you know, good, I guess. And you'll start to see Apple now and Google and all these guys report their earnings. Um, and, like, if they're just strong, if they're not, like, I think the market just got used to excess growth, you know. If they're if they've corrected their guidance after being caught out, you know, earlier on this year, in terms of the expectations they're setting to market, they're being a bit more realistic and they're hitting that. Looking at a lot of the tech charts, you know, they look like all coins rolled down really bad, except for Apple really, down sixteen percent on the year. So strong, but you know, most of the non Google Amazon stuff is is down seventy, eighty percent. So Things being priced in, I believe that picture could be another bullish indicator of inflation. Vertical has top for now. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, only time's going to tell. It's just one of those things that you know. Have we dealt with the the blunt of the blow already, and we're just kind of on the you know the the soft end of it, or is there you know is there another streak of of shit coming? Because I mean, you know, China. Um, delaying their reports, right? Like that's a that's a pretty big deal. That's a big deal, but this market's so messed up, man. Because like, there's been weeks when it's reacted positively to bad news. The example for this is the employment report. Like, it came in showing weakness, and the market pumped because they're like, "Oh, the Fed's gonna see this, and they're gonna lay off the gas on interest rate rises because you know a cooling economy is less inflation." So that Chinese thing is actually really helping. Um, it's helping oil prices, at least, um, and gas um, massively. European gas is, hey, man, it's tanking every day now since Friday. It's tanking like 7 8% a day. Today as well, it tanked right then. Um, really interesting. It actually, I'll find the chart and I'll post it because there's a couple of Germans in the channel. It's natural gas today went below the German price cap that the government brought in which is really great. Um, so maybe the market will just, what I'm saying is we might have to submit to the narrative, <laughs> the warped narrative that even though things could be going to shit, like, you know, recession, global recession, downturn-wise, the market might just see it as, okay, all this demand destruction is going to cool off inflation. The Fed's not going to rate, rise rates. Rise rates. They're going to start printing money again. You know, don't fight the Fed. I pump stunks. Mm-hmm. I want to jump in here and say that I I think the market's already priced in a good number of rate increases. If you guys ever use the uh, what is it called, the Fed Watch tool, CME has this. You know, the uh, Chicago Mercantile Group or whatever. Um, yeah, the the market's already they're already saying what is this ninety six percent of the market says that they expect the federal funds rate to be up to 400 in on November 2nd. So in other words, they're, pr- they're already pricing in another 75 basis points bump in the rate. 
And then yeah. for December 14th, they're already 74% believe it would be uh, up to 475. So they're pricing in another 75 basis point hike in December. And then in on February, in February 1st, they're, uh, the expectation is, let's see, 85% say 500, 525. So basically um, another 50. So the, the market, the stock market, the US stock market, I think has already more or less priced in two more 75 basis point increases and another 50 basis points after that. Now, you know, that's some months away. I mean, now we're almost half a year away, you know, because we're talking about March 2023, right? And we're only in October 2022. But yeah, I, I think, and, and Jonas is saying that JP Morgan Chase is sitting on $1.3 trillion in cash. I mean, $1.3 trillion in cash, dude, that's, that's you're like, monumental that's a huge amount right i mean that's i can't even fathom what that looks like uh, so basically I, I i think i would think that there's not tons of fuel more to the downside and and because here's the thing also like you you have to be a bit contrarian as a trader because if everybody's saying oh my gosh dude the bottom is in the bottom is in that's it we've seen what happens like it it definitely falls more and likewise, when everybody's saying, "Oh, we're going to a hundred thousand, and we we have to go to a hundred thousand, this has to happen." No, well, you know, the market <laughs> doesn't have to happen. Okay, so I I think it's a similar thing now. Everybody is just so bearish. You've got all these news sources saying, "Are we in a recession? Are we not? Oh, we already are." Oh, you know, like it's doom and gloom everywhere, right? So, to me, it makes me feel like, um, well, okay, maybe like we've already we've probably already seen the big bulk of the move. So even if there is more, I don't know another 15% in SPY into, uh, you know, to test some support levels like that we topped out at in 2018, 2019. That could happen. I could see that happening, but I don't see the, the, I'm just not seeing the fuel for another 50% dump off. If that happens, I think it's, I think there's got to be some rallying, uh, you know, some, some relief rallying and there's got to be some sideways action and it's got to be months down the line kind of my thinking but i just wanted to say that I, I the 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 fed tool suggests that perhaps the markets are already pricing in almost for sure they're they've already priced in it definitely a 75 basis point hike in november and uh you know you could definitely read into this that they are leaning towards another 75 after that i just i, I like hearing po's thoughts especially because uh he, he's dialed into the eu and the uk it's all sentiment is kind of what I'm looking for right now and I kind of like just exactly as Jonah said you know the market is speculation these numbers don't ultimately matter <laughs> you know it's I don't want to get too um, you know esoteric with you guys but like the number only matters because people want to believe what it is and again yeah I, I think the market now has got time to catch up like and you got to remember right these are central banks, and this is a market that didn't see inflation coming eight, nine, ten months ago. <laughs> like, hello. So that's the kind of IQ it has, um, room temperature. And it's got the time to kind of catch up and make a plan and and price things in. Um, you know, what, what happens later, you know, I can go into the whole property rant all over again. But, um, yeah, I think, I think everything kind of points to the market, hopefully, by the inflation data they've been given that picture. Hey, go. And even if we look at where, where trend is in, in the UK, 
I think that matter is like imminently going to resolve itself and there's probably a great play with the pound um, somewhere when this government falls. So that's another kind of bullish thing happening for the kind of strength of one currency that's in a basket versus the Dixie. I would like to say a trend was riding, calling two absolute lows, 15.6k for Bitcoin and 3,200 for the S&P. And um, yeah, that's exactly my my worst case bearish scenario. Like um, I could, I was just writing in, in general chat in our group that I would like to see 3,400 for the S&P up to 3,200 as a next target as a major target and i was um, i'm also having a lot of confluences at bitcoin for around 16k like the amount of technical confluence over there in this area is crazy like support levels daily support levels a weekly naked point of controls with much liquidity huge major fib extension level like 100 fib extension um bitcoin is sitting right now at uh, the 18,600 618 extension level for, for weeks now. So yeah, 16k average is a major, major level. Um, I totally would like to see it as, as absolute low. Sorry, I was just going to remark, and can we find something that we can disagree on? <laughs> Not usually, no. I think, yeah, like I, I can absolutely, you know, we, we, I can absolutely see that coming. But at the moment, like we need to completely change the market structure in the fibs again, you know, of this macro time frame. Like the weeklies absolutely bottomed out at this level unless it unless it re uh, adjusts itself here. So, you know, even if we get that thirty to thirty five to forty k push up here over the next, let's say four or five months, you know, there's still that possibility of hitting that lower high rejecting off the 236 or the 382 whatever it may be and then hitting those levels it's just a matter of you know is is this whole thing going to turn over on its head right now at the bottom or is it going to get that last ditch effort attempt pushing us to prices that i don't think most people are looking at right now you know i think a lot of people agree with with me in the space that oh 30k is possible here which has me thinking that if we do push up past 25 i don't think it's going to stop at 30 i think it would go quite a bit higher just to really really milk the crap out of your uh your dumb money you know because i can imagine that people are going to be shorting the whole way up by the time it tops out, they're wrecked and now they're longing because, oh, it's so bullish again. And and then it just turns over and flips on its head. Like we had a very similar situation back here in 2014, 2015, where I think a lot of the majority of people thought the bottom was in, in uh, October, or I guess September here of 2014. We had that last ditch effort spike, right? We came all the way back up. That was almost 100% pump. Let's do a little price analysis here. Yeah, but sorry, it's closer to 66% and then dumped from that point the same percentage, 67%. And that wick brought us into the, you know, the main, the more capitulated level of the previous high in 2013, right? Because we're in the same situation. We're touching into the all-time high level, right? We're right there of 19,000 in our current environment 
and were almost even looking similar in how this played out. We had the first fake out, we came back down, we double tapped the bottom, and then we took off. We only had about a week that pushed us up to that price. Obviously failed, came back, rejected, triple confirmed down, and failed, falling all the way down into that main level. So if we're looking at that in the current environment, we've, fake, we've hit the fake top, which was 25. We've come back to the bottom. We're still holding here. We're trying to continue to turn around. And it just makes so much sense to me that, you know, we have this last-ditch effort back into 30 or higher quickly and then turn back around. Um, and that would give the weekly enough time uh, to change the FIB lines and the market structure again. Because if we extend our FIBs to the downside from that point, um, you know, absolutely 15 or even at low of, I think 13 would be a much more reasonable target just for the amount of touches that we have in that level. Um, but 15 may definitely be the stopping point. I can see a lot of confluence there, more so on our daily three-day type of situation. As we're looking at a weekly, it's much closer to 12 to 13K. So yeah, we'll just have to see how it goes. But falling off from here would honestly be the less, the least likely situation and a very strange one at that. And again, it would just, you know, if, if things in the, the global economy um, fall off a cliff or we have some sort of major catalyst type of event, then it could definitely happen. I'm not saying it, it won't happen. It's just less likely than getting some sort of squeeze. You know, we've been falling uh, since April. And it just makes sense to get some relief in this macro chart. And I guess even technically going back all the way to November, almost one year ago. And, you know, it's interesting that we're now almost back at some sort of pivotal pivotal point, right? This last pivotal point was in November. And now we're approaching November again of the next year. You know, we Bitcoin likes to have these types of uh, interesting coincidences. You know, it makes sense. A year straight, we've been heading down for maybe three months or four months. We head back up if we don't see everything that we would want to see and a full on rejection, then, you know, continuation to the downside from there would make much more sense. But I just I, we, we need to reset the fibs before anything major happens. All right. Do you guys, any of you guys have any uh, finishing thoughts, closing thoughts, anything else you want to add in? Mm, not from my side, but uh, thank you very much for the session. Thanks for the opportunity to say something. As always, man, you're welcome anytime. It's always great having you on the show. Oh, when Lambo. Thanks for putting these on. Yeah. Thanks for being here, Trend. It was nice to, again, to have you as well pipe up and, and put in a couple of your two cents. That was nice. Definitely. I think um, I think what will tell us 30k is a level is when we see a lot of new people coming into the discourse, looking to looking to rip into crypto and be like, no, 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 you should have been here months ago. <laughs> it's time to get out. We're just yeah. getting in the pool. What do you mean? I think that we just late, got here. Yeah, that kind of latent retail kind of personas we're paying attention to. People Absolutely. are going to like this. Yeah, once they start getting interested again, it's it's time to stay frosty, you know, come towards the end of a move. Right, right. Once once that retail money starts to overtake the smart money again in positions, that's that's when things start to get dicey again. Um, yeah, 
With that all being said, we've been talking about it the last couple of meetings, but we do have a very important community call coming up on Monday of next week. That's going to be our Alpha V2 session, talking about all the implementations and changes that we're doing with version 2. Trend Expresso, our main coder and founder, myself and Jonas, in the Triple Confirmation project, has been working his butt off to get all the coding done and everything prepared for that for you guys. So we have, you know, it's a, it's going to be a very exciting day. We've got a lot to show you guys, a lot to showcase. Um, and I think a lot of the guys who are already in Discord are very excited for that. So if you guys are listening, you don't know about what we're doing. You're not in the Discord. Uh, the links will be in the descriptions below on Spotify, RSS feed, anywhere you're listening to your podcast from. Uh, there will be information about how to get into the Discord from there. Or you can head over to tripleconfirmation.com. And from there, you'll be able to head over to our wiki, .tripleconfirmation.com, and find all the links from there, as well as all the information on the project. So keep your eyes and ears out for that, my friends. Presale will be very, very soon. Very, very soon. So thank you all for taking the time to listen today. We hope that you got something good out of it. And have yourself a great rest of your Wednesday. Take care. Bye-bye.